Hello, and welcome back to Blind Spots. This is the Film Inquiry Podcast, where I, Jake Tropila, share a film that I love with my co-host, Christy Strauss. In turn, she shares a film that she loves, and we talk about them. Christy, how are you doing this post-2 p.m. evening? Um, I'm doing wonderful this post-2 p.m. evening. Yeah, I like to throw out a different time of day that we uh, record these on, or maybe that our audience listens to. Who right. knows when they'll sync up? But uh, yeah, we have a very uh, a very special episode. Uh, has has sort of a sad backstory, but uh, I think it's important that uh, much like how we kind of celebrate the films that we love, uh, we're going to celebrate a life, a uh, life of an artist, uh, a writer, a director, a star of her own right. Uh, our two films that we'll be discussing this evening are the films of Adrian Shelley. Um, I recommended a film to Christy that she stars in. Christy recommended a film that she dire- directed. Uh, for those of you who don't know, um, Adrian Shelley was, uh, as I mentioned, she's uh, been in the film industry for about 20 years or so, and her life tragically came to an end in 2006. But we still have these uh, great films to remember her by. So, yeah, let's get into our first film. Um, I recommended uh, a film that I love that I discovered a few years ago. It's near and dear to my heart. Uh, it's Trust by Hal Hartley. Uh, Trust is a film uh, starring Adrienne Shelley. She plays Maria, uh, who's a high school student, recently finds out that she's pregnant and plans to run away from home with her football jock boyfriend. Uh, but that does not go well, and so she's left alone in the world, and she meets another lonely individual uh, named Matthew, played by Martin Donovan, and they form a friendship that turns into a very uh, uh, idiosyncratic romance, I would say. Um, before we, uh, before we uh, get into the film, yeah, uh, Christy, what were your thoughts on uh, Trust? I think that's a pretty uh, awesome way to, <laughs> to describe their relationship. Um yeah, no, I, I really, uh, I really liked it. It's, uh, you know, yeah. it's, um, I, I think I told you this before, but I think it's, you know, quirky, cute little movie. Uh, it was, some things like, uh, were unexpected, and I always love that. And, yeah, yeah it's, it's, um, it's funny, because both of these, you know, movies that we chose today are sweet, you know, in many ways. Um, so while we are talking, this is coming from a somber place, um, we're yeah. appreciating these movies, but they're also, you know, both lovely movies to to watch. Very enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's, you know, some darker elements that uh, that are on the on the fringes within. And yeah, but uh, yeah, ultimately, there's a, these are two very uh, charming, um, wonderful movies. Uh, not least of which they are linked by the terrific performances and uh, the craft of one Adrian Shelley. Um, so yeah, let's see. To start out, trust. Um, like the opening, just when I first saw this movie, it just immediately grabbed me. Like I, I fell in love with the movie by the time the first scene was over, which is just a shot of, it's just a close up shot of Adrian Shelley's face as she's basically asking her parents for $5 to run away from home. And, uh, her performance is just, she's just like so commanding. And, uh, if you're unfamiliar with Shelley, she's, you know, she, she had this very like distinct voice. But she's just such a like like great screen presence, and I just fell in love with her in this movie uh, right away. What did, you, what did you think of the opening scene? Yeah, um, the opening scene is terrific. Uh, it's 
very kind of, uh, you know, gut punch in, in a way, too, with what happens. Um, but I you know her performance is terrific. And it's funny to me also, just a side note, that she always asks for five dollars. Um, like that's, that's the amount of money that she always asks from people. That's um, true. I don't know what she thinks. She's, <laughs> I know this is like 1990, um, but I don't know how far five dollars even then really got you. But that's just a little thing I noticed I thought was funny. But, um, yeah, her, uh, no, her, perf- the performances in this movie in general, um, are terrific as well as the dialogue. I think that yeah. that's some of the strongest, uh, elements of it. And it's interesting too, because in the beginning of the movie, I, well, they do it throughout, but there's a lot of really fast paced conversation too, which reminds me of older movies. Yeah. It's not something I feel happens as much now. And I don't know if people just talked like that more once upon a time or if that's like a, a choice someone makes. But it's yeah, it's it's definitely a feature of um, Hal Hartley's films. Uh, he's a filmmaker mm-hmm. I uh, whose work I discovered, uh, like I mentioned a couple years ago. I watched uh, his uh, debut, um, the uh, why am I blanking on the Unbelievable. title? Unbelievable truth, yeah. Uh, which also uh, stars Adrian Shelley. That was her. Um, that was actually her first film as well. Um, but then I saw Trust, and he has this great uh, trilogy of films called the Henry Fool trilogy. Which is a Henry Fool, uh, Faye Grimm, and Ned Rifle, but yeah, Hal Hartley definitely has a way with dialogue of um, of having characters just kind of talk very rapidly, but always keeping up with each other, and it's very uh, like idiosyncratic. I think is a term I've mentioned already, but I think that's also just kind of how the best way to describe it. And there's just yeah, something very very witty and, and charming about the way he writes. Like, he's he's a very funny writer, but he's not, like, it's very subtle. Um, a lot of his work is very subtly written. But, um, yeah, just, his films are just filled with, like, such great performances that are shaped around just this masterful way he has of dialogue. And, um, the yeah, the relationship that forms in the film between uh, Adrian Shelley and Martin Donovan uh, is is just nothing short of fantastic. And, uh, I mean, to talk about him for a minute, uh, Martin Donovan, he's also a, a Hal Hartley regular. Um, if you guys saw uh, Tenant uh, in theaters or in a drive-thru last year, you might recognize Martin Donovan as the guy who uh, greets John David Washington's character as he gets up out of the uh, the coma in the beginning of the film. I don't know if you remember, he's the guy who explains what Tenant is. Anyways, um, yes. yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> he's a little tangent there. He's... Um, he's also dealing with, uh, so Adrian Shelley's father dies after her confrontation in the opening scene, and she's essentially kicked out of the house. And then he's, his character, he has this kind of uh, complex where he just feels better than everyone that he lives and works with, but he doesn't really have the aim or the drive to do something about it to, to better his life. Like, he lives with an abusive father who basically hasn't cleaned the bathroom what feels like every five minutes and this this thing is like sparkling white um but he just tells him to clean the bathroom over and over again and he loses his job at like a computer repair company because he's like just so he he feels like his bosses are like conceited and he doesn't really have any sort of passion there but yeah the it's just two lonely souls who find each other and um yeah they form just something uh beautiful uh together um, what did you think of uh, Matthew's character? Oh, I love Matthew's character. He had so many good lines, too, um, yeah. that made me, like, TV is the opium of the masses or, or something uh, like that. <laughs> I, 
I love that whole bit where he's just watching TV and he's like, I have to kowtow to a boss who I don't like, so TV helps me deaden the inner soul of my being. Yeah, and he doesn't like TV. He, he no. doesn't even want to repair them. <laughs> That's another touch I love as well. I'll get to that in a sec. But when he says that he, TV helps deaden his inner soul to deal with life, Adrian Shelley asks, well, why don't we move away? And he says, there's TV everywhere. We can't just move away. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, he loses his job at the computer factory. And um, at least I think that's what it is. It's like some kind of giant tech manufacturing location. But yeah, his dad tries to get him set up with a job at this uh, TV repair place, um, which just one detail I love is that there's just a line going out the door of people holding their TVs waiting to be repaired. As if it's just it was just a market that is very much in need in this town, but just yeah, little little details like that that I love. And um, there's another one where uh, Adrian Shelley sits at a bus stop and she meets this woman who has lost her child, and she kind of delivers this monologue uh, about you know having losing her baby and then going on vacation with her husband and how they're unhappy together despite the time they spend together. And in the background, this like. This, this, like, punker girl shows up with a baby in a stroller, and she leaves the baby outside so she can go into the liquor store, and she, like, gives the baby a squirt gun to arm itself. <laughs> just just little little things like that I just uh, totally love and admire. Yeah, I love um, that conversation. By the way, she also asked that one for $5. But, um, that's right. And she gets it from her, too. <laughs> she does, yeah. Um, and then, like, feels bad immediately after. But um, yeah. actually, that woman steals, well, you know, <laughs> well, well um, yeah, it's just a coincidence that there's a fresh baby there and she's lost she's, a kid, so. Yeah. You know, when that, opportunity knocks. Yeah. Well, it's actually, that turns into like a very interesting subplot, which, yeah. uh, they're not in any sort of hurry to resolve. Just like at the back of Adrian Shelley's mind, she remembers this conversation with this woman, so every now and then she goes to the bus stop in the hopes to find the lady's husband, and uh, they narrow it down, like, based on the, the bumper sticker. And, uh, he, like, because all the, the patrons of the bus are, like, wearing the same overcoat and suitcase and hat and pipe. Um, yeah, they're but, all, like, carbon copies of one another. Um, but, you know, yeah. this movie in general is not in a hurry, which, even though, like, we're talking about the fast-paced dialogue and everything, I mean, a lot of these scenes, um, you know, are them just walking around talking or take place in a course of a day. And um, that's you know, really interesting, too, because their connection and relationship forms very fast, um, obviously in a very strange circumstance, uh, but also just <laughs> there's something else, too, that I have to point out. But the family dynamics in this movie from both his his family, which is just his father, and then her mother and her yeah. sisters played by Edie Falco also, um, which I don't know if I had ever seen her without like blonde hair because I yeah. originally saw her in Sopranos. So it actually took me a minute, even though I knew she was in it to realize I was Edie Falco, but, um, who, and they're both terrific, but both the parental figures in this movie are just not very nice people to their kids. Um, no. like, no, you know, whether it be actually abusive, verbally abusive, um, constantly demanding bathrooms cleaned on both yeah. ends. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a, yeah. They, uh, and it's kind of nice to have the, with Matthew and Maria, they meet each other, then they sort of help each other stand up to their parents. Like, mm -hmm. Maria is straight up makes a mess in Matthew's father's kitchen, and he just comes home and is horrified, and she just walks into the room, and it's like, with a big smile on her face, like, oh, hi, I'm Maria. 
like as if there's no issue at all. To be and fair, that's... it's kind of a horrifying scene though. She's like basically got to burn the place down. She's just like everything spilled over. You yeah. think someone just ran through and like wrecked the place, but no, she just decided to eat some food and then leave it all over the place. But that's just a side note. Um, yeah. but yeah, no, I, it's actually kind of funny. You know, maybe their, uh, their cleaning duties is what really made them <laughs> connect. Yeah. Um, they're forced. Or just, just, just like the, the overbearing. Yeah. parental figures as well yeah it's a, just one of the many things that they have in common but Absolutely. yeah um this yeah the film also has like a lot of just typical elements of the hal harley movie like he does his own score too uh it's under a pseudonym um and the soundtrack is very lovely as well like uh especially the the song that plays towards the end uh, right, right before the credits hits, he's he's really good at ending his movies. Um, I just, I, I am taken back by the final shot of this, but yeah, I think um, I think if I were I I've been taken to recommending How Hartley to people, and I also usually recommend that they start here. Um, but unfortunately, I think this is also his best film, so there's nowhere to go but down. Um, but that's not entirely true. He's made a lot of uh, great films, but um, yeah, he's he's uh, just proven to have his his way with uh, dialogue and characters and performances. And uh, I think I, one of the reasons he made this film is because he worked with Adrian Shelley in his first film. He just said, I immediately want to make another film with you. And uh, they actually went to the theater and that's where they saw Martin Donovan perform. And they said, oh, we got to get this guy. So, yeah, it was just uh, all a match made in heaven. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, uh, and she's a wonderful actress. There's um, a scene early on actually where she goes yeah. to like the clinic, and she's talking to the nurse, and she basically talks about how she feels stupid and realizes that, um, you know, this football star that basically got her pregnant was never gonna like love her and take care of her, and it's just like this monologue that's like it's really um, really hits you, and that's pretty yeah. early in the film, um, and obviously like. A lot of the movie, like you mentioned, has like dark uh, themes and things going on. But even, um, you know, she's also very funny. Uh, and yeah. obviously that's going to be even, you know, more um, obvious with our next movie that we're going to talk about. But, uh, yeah, I think that she's just a was a terrific actress. Um, and I'm glad that we're able to visit these these movies and appreciate that. And I, I thought their chemistry was great. And I lost just this random um, Donovan comment, too. I, I just, he was, he's so grumpy and miserable, but um, at the same time, it's like, you know, I kind of understand you, and I don't know what that says about me, um, but he's oh, yeah. just, he's he, so cynical, and it's it's awesome. He makes perfect sense, though, just in the, in this world. He, like, everything he says is is spot on. Um, like, he, and at, at one point, he even, like, stands up, he gets his old job back at the computer factory, but he knows that, like, they're, they're, practices are just too amoral for even him to work in so he leaves them behind but um we also mentioned we should also mention there's like this recurring bit where uh he carries around a hand grenade that uh, his father brought back from the war he does not know what or if he's going to use it ever but he's just it's sort of a sort of a Chekhov's hand grenade um you know that that typical cliche that uh could ignite at any moment um but yeah, I'm uh, I'm really glad that uh, you liked Trust, and uh, I think it's a fantastic film and a wonderful showcase for not just the the wonderful Adrian Shelley, but also Hal Hartley and Martin Donovan. Um, yeah, shall we uh, get to our uh, next film? Or is, is there anything else you wanted to say about Trust before we go to our next film? 
No. Um, well, I, I just thought it was cute when they say um, trust. There's like a scene where they like uh, tell each other, do you trust me or you should trust me? And I just thought that was a cute scene. Oh, yeah. Um, with the trust fall? Yes, with the trust fall. Um, you know, she's pregnant and she decides to do a trust fall where if he didn't run over, probably would have hurt her quite quite a lot. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a cute little scene. It's kind of like when they're deciding to get more romantically serious, I suppose. What's what's really funny is that after he catches her, just because he was not announcing that she was doing that, she just did it, and he his reflexes and possible love for her uh, acted quickly. But then after she is caught by him, she tells him to go up and he'll she'll catch him. And he's like, Maria, I'm twice your size. I will crush you if I drop from that height. Luckily, she um, gets distracted from something else and they just walk off. So we never true. test that theory. Yeah. Uh, if he would have crushed her or not, but still. yeah, he, w- he was about to do it though. So he, yeah, he was. Credit uh, were, yeah. Credit is due. But, uh, but that kind of sums right. up his character actually. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he says then yet he was still going to do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's uh that's trust. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, uh, why don't you uh, take us into our next film? Yes. Um, so my film was the 2007 Adrian Shelley. Um, she wrote and directed it. She also is uh, a star in it as well, um, supporting. But it's movie Waitress. And this is a um, movie about Carrie Russell. She works in a small diner and she loves cooking, especially pies. <laughs> it's her, her thing. Um, oh, yeah. But she <laughs> I told you you're going to want pie after watching this movie. I have to know if that's true. Uh, I mean, I, I can't, couldn't help but have my mouth watered a few key moments because she doesn't just make pies. She has like fantasy pies that she yes. puts together with any situation she encounters. And she describes them so well. And then there's like the, anyway. Uh, just the <laughs> ingredients falling yeah. in. They're just so beautifully shot. It's great. Anyways, uh, please continue. <laughs> um, sorry, that was my fault. But yeah, she's married to uh, Jeremy Sisto. Mm-hmm. It's just a miserable, uh, I mean, he's really good in this movie, but he's just a, he's a miserable man. Um, and she finds out she's pregnant and she obviously, you know, is taken aback by that. And she starts to, um, she goes to the doctor who's played by Nathan Fillion and starts having a affair with him. Um, yeah. yeah. So I guess before we get into, uh, the pies and the affairs, um, what did you, what did you think when you watched it? Uh, I thought this movie was great. Uh, I loved it. It's very, it's very sweet. It's very charming. Um, Carrie Russell is magnificent. Uh, Adrian Shelley just has put together such a, such a sweet little movie, um, which is actually, I think, spun off onto Broadway, if I'm not mistaken. There's a, a whole stage musical that's adapted from this. But yeah, I was uh, really just quite enamored with this movie, and it's, uh, it's a really much like those pies, it's just got this really nice, feel-good uh, aftertaste um, that you just can't help nice. but get a warm, warm feeling in uh, in your stomach after you watch it. Um, yeah, it's uh, and I've been meaning to see it for several years now. I'd always, I had always heard it was good, um, even back when it came out. I was working at a cinema at the time and uh, we had played it, so I, I had always been aware of Waitress. I just Never got a chance to see it, which is also part of the uh, this podcast project that we do. Is that uh, we're, uh, we cover our blind spots? Yeah. But yeah, I uh, and I, uh, it's just it's a film that not, I mean, not only did I really like it, but also 
it makes me sad, not just because it's very sweet, but also just to just to see a, a life like Adrian Shelley's just cut short because she didn't even get to see the film released. She um, she was died a year before it came out, so um, she couldn't really enjoy the reception to her, her own film, and it also just robbed us of what could have been a like a long and thriving director career that she could have had. Um, Absolutely. I, I just, yeah, I just, I, you know, I feel terrible thinking about it, but um, I'm, I'm glad that we have these films to remember her by. Yes, me too. And, you know, with this movie, um, she plays one of her friends and coworkers, as well as Cheryl Hines. Um, and a lot of the movie does take place inside this, inside this diner, which uh, they have a great rapport, the three of them. Oh, yeah. um, and so it's a really just lovely film. Um, it's really sweet. And, you know, there's obviously a lot of um, hunger pains as you watch it. Uh, she... It's it's funny and we were we started to talk about it, but she like names pies like um what is it like I don't want my baby quiche or yeah. um <laughs> something like that and Hot uh, Doctor Pie or something like that. <laughs> yes. Um based on like what's going on and her mood and then she thinks about like how that would translate to a uh you know, dessert, which is, you know, sensible. Um but yeah, her dream is to basically just, you know, make pies. Um so what did you think of the, you know, performances? Obviously, Carrie Russell, like you said, is amazing. Um, she's she's delightful in this film. It's it's hard not to love her character from like the first scene, but uh, you know, some of the others like Nathan Fillion and cast. Nathan Fillion, I'm I'm a fan of. I I do like uh, Firefly and Serenity, so I think he can be he can be a very good Han Solo esque rapscallion. But I think he's actually very sweet and charming here. Uh, he makes a perfect love interest for Carrie Russell. Um, so I liked him quite a bit. Uh, Jeremy Sisto, uh, like uh, kind of echoing shades of Billy from Six Feet Under. He's just such a piece of shit. Um, you kind of love to hate him in this movie, even though he's really vicious. He's also he's, a dumbass too. He's, yeah. He's not very bright. He's very, he's a controlling uh, uh, breadwinner of the family. He's, he does not let, uh, Carrie Russell, like, throughout the movie, she wants to go to this pie bake contest, and she's confident she'll do well. She's actually saving money around the house to um, to do this, and he is, like, not in the least bit uh, going to let her go with this at all. He's also, like, constantly just chewing gum in any scene he's in, so he's just really, like, smacking his jaw around. Um, I thought, yeah, Adrian Shelley and uh, Cheryl Hines, they're very cute, Um Adrian Shelley in particular, she's got a cute little subplot with uh, the guy from uh, Eddie Jemison from uh, the Oceans trilogy. Uh, plays a love interest. She goes on a, a five-minute date with him, and he just falls madly in love with her, and he just can't stop hounding her for her attention, and just brings brings it to her workplace. But um, yeah, I uh, yeah, this is just a very uh, it's delightful movie. Yes. And her love story, her uh, little, you know, side story is, is adorable as well. And it's funny because they all dislike Earl, um, her husband. Yeah. They're they're all constantly on the same page as her that he sucks. Um, I think it's bad baby pie. I think is what it's called. It's bugging me. But um, yeah, it's it's a great film. and Everyone's really awesome in it. And yeah, I'm also a big Nathan Fillion fan. I also got to throw out Slither because I love Slither. Oh, yeah. But it, he doesn't always play characters like this. I mean, he's always charming. I think that's just probably just Nathan Fillion. But um, this 
you know, he's he's a the love interest, but he's also he's not a great guy either. So he I don't want to spoil the movie, but it's it's kind of like some things you expect to happen and then some things are a little bit over the top in the end. But it's forgivable because it's just such a sweet film. We should also mention, yeah, so she works at this diner, which is owned by um, Andy Griffith. Uh, he plays Joe. It's Joe's diner. Um, and uh, he's great in it as well. She's yes. she, she confides a lot with Cheryl Hines and Adrian Shelley, but he's really like the only character that understands her and gives her advice, even if he's just kind of – he does it like a very blunt. blunt way. Yeah, exactly. He just he tells it like it is. Uh, calls her out on, like, daydreaming and being late and says, well, you know, when your head's out of the clouds, why don't you get me a cup of coffee? And so... <laughs> and a side uh, of orange juice with no ice and... Uh, you know. Yeah. He's, he's yeah, he's, you know, he's secretly one of the heroes of the film, but, yeah, I thought his performance is splendid as well. Um, I just, I jumped over to IMDb's quotes to see if I could identify any pie names, and um, I, I have a few here. There's a I Hate My Husband pie. I think that's uh, the one that I want to make. <laughs> it sounds horrible, uh, but that's one with blackberries and chocolate, right? Yeah, you take bittersweet chocolate and don't sweeten it, and then you make it into a pudding and drown it in caramel. Oh, God, that makes me hungry. Um, Actually, that wasn't also, the one, but I want that one, too. There's Well, the one I think you're thinking of is uh, Earl murders me because I'm having an, an affair pie where you <laughs> smash blackberries and raspberries into a chocolate crust. But then after that, you make the I can't have no affair because it's wrong and I don't want Earl to kill me pie, where you uh, start out with vanilla custard and a banana, but then uh, hold the banana. Uh, and then there's also the, the pregnant, miserable, self-pitying loser pie. Uh, yeah. All do you, have a, do of, you have a favorite pie? <laughs> I mean, that uh, that I hate my husband pie, like, was getting off to a good start. I mean, bittersweet chocolate and caramel, that sounds, <laughs> that sounds right up my alley. Yeah. I, I would take any pie that she makes in the film, to be honest. It's it's just a, quite an array of delicious desserts. I, I really want the uh, I sh- Earl. I don't want Earl to know I'm having an affair pie. Yeah. 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 The you want the the blackberries and the raspberries into a chocolate crust. Yes, please. Yeah. Always sounds, sounds enticing. <laughs> I'll yeah. take that like every day. Um, this movie reminds me of um, I don't know if you've ever seen the show Pushing Daisies, uh, yes. which yeah, it's I've only seen like a few episodes of that, but it has a very similar aesthetic. It's just got like this bright, poppy colors, um, and also that show deals with a lot of desserts as well. So I thought you know it's it's kind of like a nice little pairing between the two. I should finish watching that show. It's only ran for two seasons. But um, yeah, the the way the way just the pies are shot and framed, it's got a very nice, warm, daydreamy aspect to them. Yes, for sure. I, w- I was going to say daydreamy, so yeah, took the words right out. But yeah, I well, she does daydream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she does. Um, lots of pie daydreaming, which I'll probably end up doing now, because even though it's nighttime, well, it's after two p.m. Yeah, I just wouldn't say that, but it's it's never too late to daydream about pie. No, never. You can have pie any time of the day. Right. That's I mean, she makes quiches and, like, kind of pies, too, so it's not just desserts. And the the last pie at the end, which I think she just gets from, like, a vending machine, is a moon pie, uh, which I thought was a nice little touch as well. Yeah. That was cute. Yeah. So but, any final thoughts on uh, Waitress now that we've talked about 
pies uh, it, for five minutes and I'm adequately hungry. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's uh, that's what the film will do to you. And uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think it's well worth seeking out just to see uh, just to see Adrian Shelley's uh, final film, um, yeah. not just acting, but also directing. So uh, it's it's uh, it's nice to just talk about an artist who I think had carved out this nice little little niche of of just wonderful performances and and just had such a nice sweet sensibility it's it's just awful to think of any harm that came to her but um that's just how it is and uh but we'll always remember the good times yeah and she honestly was an amazing talent and i would have loved to seen what she would have done after waitress but um at least we do have these to like I said, revisit and hopefully get even more people watching that haven't from this pod- podcast. And, you know, yeah. movies are forever. So. Absolutely. It's, She's it's a beautiful she, thing. She directed two other films. I'm wondering if you've seen them. Uh, one's called Sudden Manhattan. The other one's called I'll Take You There. I've not seen uh, or even heard of these. I haven't. Or, I haven't no. seen it. Gotcha. Either. Yeah. Might, might be uh, something we'll check out independently. But, yeah. um Wink, wink. (laughs) (laughs) Double blind spots. Um, Anyways, uh, I don't know if that'll happen, but um, probably not. But we 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 will watch these movies probably. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm I'm I have enough faith to make that. Yes. Check them out on my own. Yeah. So absolutely. This should do that for you, actually. If if anyone's unsure, watch these two movies, and you won't be. Yeah, or Definitely. if you have, if you've seen them, uh, let us know. And in fact, if you'd like, you can do so uh, by tweeting at us. You can tweet at our main channel at Film Inquiry, or you can tweet at me. I'm at Jake Tropila on Twitter. Uh, Christy, where can the people find you? Yep, um, at on Twitter at Strauss S T R O U S E underscore Christy K R I S T Y. Excellent. Yeah. And uh, that'll uh, do it for another episode of uh, Blind Spots. Any uh, final thoughts here before we uh, take off into the night? Um, no, this was a this was a fun one to talk about. Obviously, you know, we as we said, it's a, got a sad note, but it's it was really nice watching these two movies um, pretty much back to back, and they were uh, they're just really worth checking out. So I hope people get to do that, and always let us know if you have any ideas for future episodes. Or just comments in general, or anything. Feel free to drop by our yeah. twitters and and speak. Our twitters um, and our ears and our hearts are wide open to you all. Yes, um, and you know, thank you for listening, and hope everyone stays healthy and safe. Bye. Keep-